This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Idea City Podcast. For more information or to watch talks online, go to ideacity.ca or check out the Idea City channel on YouTube. Hello, and welcome to Idea City on the Air, the radio show. By the end of the next half hour, you'll be inspired and enlightened by the world's biggest ideas, innovations, and breakthroughs as you hear about them in talks from the planet's smartest people. Moses Neimer's three-day annual Idea City conference in Toronto has been called Canada's premier meeting of the minds, and we're glad to have your mind with us. In this episode of Idea City on the Air, Mary Walsh speaks about redefining aging and living a happier life. Now let's join Moses as he introduces Mary to the stage. So Justin appeared at uh, Idea City in, was it 2001 or two? And uh, I thought we would invite him back for this occasion, so... I wrote him way back last fall, and I said, we're going to have our 20th anniversary, and my idea is you'll come on stage, we'll show little bits of what you said then. Among other things, he said that he wasn't very good with numbers, by the way. Um, he said it. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll ask you what you think now about what you said then. And we got back a reply that uh, was non-committal. It was friendly, and uh, we're going to take it under advisement, and we think you run a great conference, and check with us later. So we did. Several months later, we sent another note. A couple months after that, we made some phone calls. We know other people in the PMO, and all along they kept saying, you got a good shot, you got a good shot. And I thought, boy, as his ratings number began to fall, that my chances were going to get better and better. (laughs) So finally, as we got very close to the date of the actual conference, I thought I had the idea to make sure that he would get here. We sent off a note which said, uh, we'd like you to appear in the closing session. And uh, great news, um, we're going to have uh, Rick Mercer, you know, the guy who does those rants, and Marg Delahunty here to uh, welcome you. And we got an immediate uh, answer, no, no. So, Mary, um, you have scared Justin to death. Oh, yes. And uh, Everybody's so frightened of me. <laughs> Hi. Hello. 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 How are you? It's been a long time. Yes. Lovely to see you here. Hi. How are you? <laughs> well, um, it's really great to be here uh, today. And um, I just wanted to say... Uh, When I was young, you know, back before the earth hardened, uh, particularly during those very difficult, difficult adolescent years, adults were always saying to me, oh, you know, enjoy yourself now, Mary, because this is the best time of your entire life. And I thought, gentle German Jesus, if this... If this is the best time of my whole life, I'm just gonna go hang myself right now. 
turns out they were completely wrong. And that wasn't true at all. Turns out that this is the absolute best time of my whole life. And yet, here I am on the real slippery slope side of 60 and really starting to pick up speed, I'll tell you. And, but finally, what seems to have happened is I've managed to get a whole lot more like myself or something. And, and, and I tell you, that's invaluable and so relaxing too because, of course, it's myself who I'm with all the time, you know. Not that, that irksome figment of my imagination who I dreamed up trying to make myself into what I thought other people might want me to be. In the end, of course, other people didn't give a you know, they weren't really thinking about me at all. A fact that I now find quite comforting, but when I was younger, I thought that fact was tragic. And sadly, the younger me was part of that dismal crowd who were always looking for the needle of themselves in the haystack of somebody else's eyes. And I'll tell you, that made for a very unhappy younger me. But things are really different for me now. Because now, of course, that I'm spared some of that awful burden of thinking about the future, now that the future doesn't stretch forth in front of me in that terrifying and ceaseless way that it does, I'm so much happier because instead of looking forward to an endless series of nerve-wracking possibilities, I'm, I'm now spending a lot of my time in the present and dealing with realities, the reality of work done, of love loved, and of course of suffering suffered. It does seem to me now that the secret of my life has been for me to just hang on to it until I manage to stick around long enough to get used to being alive. And then, and then magically, it all started to make sense to me and, and to seem really good and happy. And now, for a long time, I thought that was just me, that I was the only one who was feeling that way. And maybe all the meditating I'd done, all the skimming through those self-help books, all the Brené Brown tapes I'd listened to, all the Byron Katie's questions I'd answered, all the Eckhart Tolle podcast I'd managed to get through without falling into fits of uncontrollable giggling simply because of his accent. I thought all that had added up to an to the older me being a happier, more contented with the world and my lot in it me. But I've since learned that I am not the only older, happier one out there. A surprisingly large number of scientific studies have now shown that pretty well everyone gets happier as they get older. Now, really, isn't that amazing? I mean, in fact, life is not what they always said that it was. It turns out life is not a long, slow decline into a sad and gloomy old age that leads inexorably into the dark valley of death. Seriously, they've now proven scientifically that if we measure out our life's happiness and we plot it on a graph, that there is an obvious U-bend towards a much happier old age. According to multiple studies across many disciplines, old people are the happiest people, and that is despite health conditions and other problems that arise. Science has discovered that people get happier as they get older, and these older, happier people, they aren't necessarily happy all their lives. They weren't necessarily gleefully jumping for joy all through their 20s, 30s, and 40s. I mean, and suddenly, but suddenly around age 50, they started to get happier. 
happier than they were, not necessarily ever jumping for joy, but happier than they were. And as we get older, according to research, Happiness comes to us, even without us having to do very much to find it. Oh sure, we lose a lot of things that we treasure as we age, our vitality, our looks, sometimes our mental sharpness. But they're saying now that those losses are worth it because we gain what people spend their whole lives pursuing, happiness. Despite everything we've been told in the past, aging is not all about mourning for our lost youth, but truly aging, they say, is a new stage of opportunity and strength. You know what they say, the afternoon, it knows what the morning never even suspected. Our youth-obsessed culture is constantly telling us that if we're not young, if we're not hot, and we're not glowing, that we don't matter but old age does matter. It is the crown of our life. It is the last act of our own personal play. In youth we learn, in age we understand. And though youth is a gift of nature, they say old age is a work of ours. And the whole world is getting older. They say by, I keep saying they say, but I keep saying that so you don't think I'm just up here making all this up. But anyway. (laughs) I can, do the, the, uh, I can do the footnotes later, but... <laughs> Coming up after the break. We have been given the gift of extra time and the earned wisdom, and maybe now is the time for us Boomer 3.0s to come together and march out and actually change the world. And with the tomb lurking just around the corner, what have we got to lose? <laughs> Welcome back to Idea City on the Air. You're listening to Mary Walsh speak about redefining aging and living a happier life. By 2030, the world population over 60 will double. This aging is normally seen as a burden on the economy and a problem to be solved. But the U-Bend research argues that the grayer the world gets, the brighter it becomes. Confucius said that old age is a good and pleasant thing when you are gently shouldered off the stage and given a comfortable front stall as a spectator. So now when Confucius was around, people only lived until they were about 32, so it was quite a short stop for them in the spectator stall. No time for their arses to go completely numb from so much boring, relentless, useless sitting and spectating. It's different now though. We are living way longer. And we're going to be living longer still, they say. Even the queen, certainly no slouch in the older, happier department, even she has had to hire on extra staff to send out all those telegrams she sends to people who are celebrating their 100th birthday. Because the number of people reaching the age of 100 has jumped by 70% over the last decade. And scientific studies say that the happiness that comes to us with aging doesn't just make us happier. It makes us healthier and more productive too. On average, we Canadian women are living to the grand old age of 83. That's 30 years longer than my grandmother's life expectancy. So here we are with the gift of 30 extra years of happiness, possible healthiness, and productivity. But with almost no maps or or guidelines or even stories to tell us what to do with these happy, relatively healthy years. So, 
What do we do with the third act that we've been blessed to have been given? I mean, surely we who spent our youth burning our bras, promoting free love, and out to do nothing less than absolutely and totally changing the world for the better, we won't just settle for withering away quietly in some southern gated community, uh, or God forbid tied to a chair in the hall of St. Patrick's home for the aged and infirm, or even what they're advertising now as our best alternative, tottering around on one of those steeped in toxic chemicals, horrible golf courses. We have been given the gift of extra time and the earned wisdom, and maybe now is the time for us boomer 3.0s to come together and march out and actually change the world. And with the tomb lurking just around the corner, what have we got to lose? (laughs) Because this very day is the youth of our future. We will never, never ever be as young as we are right now. And as our horizons grow shorter, We've got to use this time to invest in what is most important to us. Now, as women, once we get over the initial heartbreak of realizing that we've become pretty well invisible to the opposite sex, and that we no longer have to strive to become the object of somebody else's desire, that is when we can really start to live. And at last, become the subject of our own lives. And, and we women, we get more radical as we age. Men, on the other hand, they get more conservative because, of course, they gain power the older they get. Yes, for men, it looks like the older, the balder, the jowlier, the dewlapier they get, the richer and more powerful they become. For positive proof, just take a gander at those bags of old and rancid sin who make up the present-day Republican Senate. (laughs) Really. And the gender pay gap widens as women age, and there are only 20 female CEOs on the list of Fortune 500. Statisticians say that it'll take 100 years for women to reach gender equality in corporate America. But look at our prime minister. He created gender equality in the Canadian cabinet in one day. He just went ahead and he did it. And we can do it too. We're the ones for the job. Let's all of us wrinkled, radical women start working together to bring about gender equity, to finally narrow down that damned gender pay gap, to make the world a safe place for half the world to walk in. Let's take back the night, the morning and the midday, the afternoon and the evening. In fact, let's take back the whole goddamn day. As we set off on a journey to explore the outer edges of human human possibility, old age is an excellent time for outrage. And let's face it, let's face it, there's a lot out there to be outraged about. We are the Boomers 3.0, and this time, let us finally build that shining city on the hill. Our new Jerusalem of gender, racial, and economic justice and equality for all. Thank you. Woohoo! Yes! Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) 
Okay. Thank you. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Idea City on the Air. Catch Moses Neimer's Idea City Conference live every June in Toronto or on regularly scheduled radio and TV shows throughout the year. And find hundreds of talks online every day at ideacity.ca. For more information about Idea City, find us online at ideacity.ca, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or youtube.com slash ideacity. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.